Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord and happy Thursday, everyone. Tonight, I want to welcome everyone, each and every one, for joining us tonight. Another Button to Christ uh, Ministries uh, session. Tonight, we're having our Bible study, and I just want to give God thanks for his mercies for bringing us here each day. We know he's worthy. He's awesome. He's so awesome, and there's none like him. Amen. And before anything, without anything else, I just want to open the lines with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Kind and righteous Father, Lord, I thank you. I worship you, Lord, for your strength, for your kindness, Lord, for your everlasting mercies, Lord, that that go day to day, Lord, that are new every morning. Father, we thank you for your love and how deep it is for each and every one of us. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will abide on the lines tonight with us, that your Holy Spirit will definitely take charge and um, be with us not only online, but in our individual homes. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us uh, to be reconsecrated by your your hands, Lord God. And I pray that you forgive each and every one of us for all of our sins. Heavenly Father, as I, I, we come before you, Lord, I pray as we come to dwell in your word and to study and to to grasp grasp Lord your knowledge and your love for us and your gospel that we may go within the world and share. I pray, Lord, that you will open our ears, uh, unshield our eyes, and Lord, to take away every blockage, oh God. I pray, Lord, for your dear pastor, Pastor Williams, who we're having tonight. Lord, I praise God for him. I pray, Lord, that you will rejuvenate him, Lord. You refresh in him, his mind, his thoughts, Lord, uh, that his burdens be, will be lifted up by you, Lord God. And surely, Lord, you allow his lips to speak your, your truth, your gospel, Lord, with power, under the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you break every shackle and every um, anything, Lord, that is not of you. So please now, Lord, we pray that you will abide here with us as we give you the lines. Lord, we give you the word tonight that you will lead. Father in heaven, we pray that each each and every one that is on their way on the line, Lord, you, they'll make a haste. So Lord Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for your angels, for your mercies, for your strength. Lord, for your love. You do indeed love each and every one of us. So Lord, have thine own way. In your precious and holy name I pray, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, with thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, good night, everyone. Happy Thursday. This is your host for tonight, Brother Sean. And 
we do have uh we do alternate each thursday we have one week we have our bible study and another week we would have our uh intercess intercession and we would have the lines open for those who had a prayer request who would have a testimony would have a uh praise report or such um but that is for next week tonight we're going the word and we do have our dear pastor williams um he's a prominent man who loves the lord he you've he, he heard if you go on our uh, our youtube channel button to christ you will see his testimony part one two three and four mercy they are powerful it impacts me we definitely enjoy a man who is after the lord's heart we pray that tonight the lord will empower him and use him mightily but before anything else we will be having a special uh, music by our dear sister walters in the states so sister walters if you're there if you could just unmute your phone just press star star to unmute hello, brother. go right ahead hello, hello brother, sister walters hello. hello 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 i have to say that the spirit is really leading because in your prayers, you said, have thine own way. And that's what I opened to, to sing. Have thine own way, Lord. So, Mercy. it is moving. So, God is good. God is good. Amen. everyone. And I'm so happy to hear that Pastor Williams is going to be on tonight. So, hooray. So, Pastor Williams. Okay. Okay. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make after thy will, while I am waiting. Yielded and still. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord. Wash me just now, as in thy presence, humble thy body. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way, wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, all power, surely it's thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Oh, Lord, my dear, absolute way. 
Hail with thy spirit, hail all shall see, Christ only always living in me. Hail all shall see, Christ only Amen. Amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Amen. Thank you, Sister Walters. We appreciate you for your song of meditation. And uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are having Bible study tonight. And uh, you better believe it. Uh, we only have an hour and a half. As long as it sounds. When you're in the Word, time will fly. Mercy. And I just want to remind those before we get started, please, uh, we are definitely a ministry that is Bible-believing, and we just ask each and every one to get your Word out, get ready, get your notepads ready, because once we have our pastor and he goes, he's going to go. So, Pastor Williams, we invite you, we praise God for you, and we pray that the Lord will tabernacle with you as you um, open up uh, the Bible study tonight. So go ahead, Pastor Williams. Just press start, start, unmute your phone. Mercy right, so might be having a little trouble. Bear with us, brethren. So as he, as we wait for Pastor Williams, as he connects, we're just going to, I just want to share with you uh, Psalms, or sorry, it's not Psalms, Isaiah, a word from the Lord that definitely blessed me. And the word I wanted to share, praise the Lord. Okay, so the word I would like to share with you all is from Isaiah, Isaiah 48. It says, I, even I, have spoken. Yea, I have called him. I have brought him. And he shall make his way prosperous. Come ye near unto me. Hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, there am I. And now the Lord God and his spirit had sent me. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Thy seed also had been as the sand, and the offspring 
of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. Go ye forth of Babylon, flee ye from the Chaldeans with the voice of singing. Declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He clave the rock also, and the waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Mercy. So that word there, that is Isaiah 48, verse 15 through 22. And it's very powerful. We definitely have to let the Lord have his own way. And, you know, definitely put down self. Put down our our pride and, and our selfish natures. Through Christ, of course. Through Christ, of course. So, yes. Um... I just want to double check there. Pastor Williams, if you're on, please press star star to unmute your phone. We have Pastor Williams is um he had shared his testimony a couple months ago uh, it, it, it was very powerful how the lord had um visited him in jail and a transfer mighty transformation happened and you know he she shared his testimony i don't know for i don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't uh, uh hasn't heard it yet but i would say that the lord definitely has done a mighty thing in his life and from since since he had um, given his life to Christ, he's been doing work for the Lord ever since. And he shared how in the jail they had sentenced him for over uh, for about 40 years in jail. But he was set goal within a few. So he only spent, uh, I think, four or five years within the, the cell. And within that time, the Lord definitely opened his eyes and used him mightily. It's very, very powerful. So I give God thanks. Uh, we're going to have an announcement now from uh, our dear sister Michelle. Sister Michelle, press star star to meet your phone. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Williams just needs a little bit of time. Um, he's still on the the road. He got caught at work there for a bit. So what we're going to do right now is, uh, Brother Sean, we're just going to entertain some uh, testimonies. If anybody has any praise that they want to lift up to the Lord, we're going to do that um, for a bit. And I know Pastor Williams will be on to probably give a word of encouragement or something along those lines. So I apologize, brethren, um, but let's continue then just praising the Lord and sharing some testimonies. Amen. And reading the scriptures. Go ahead. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Michelle. 
That's right. Anybody would like to share a testimony, just press star star. Yes, yes, I do. I got Praise the Lord, go ahead. To share. Um, yesterday, the Lord showed me one of my bills. And um, I, when I picked up the envelope and I opened it up, I saw that I didn't pay it. It was due on the 27th of August. And now yesterday was the 9th of August. I mean, September. And I was like in a frantic state of mind because I'm like, oh, my world, this is the second one that I have missed. And so um, I called uh, my creditor and I was apologizing to the lady so much. And, um, you know, when I finished, she said, Mrs. Walters, your bill is paid. You don't do until September. And I said, no, I have the bill here with the envelope and everything. She said it was paid $60. And I look in my checkbook, and I didn't write a check. So I don't know how that $60 was paid. But I opened my bill for this month. And it's not a late charge on there or anything. So the bill was paid, but I don't know how it was paid. So I just want to give God thanks for taking care of me and for being there for me, even when I don't deserve it. So if anybody out there that is worried and, you know, stuff like that, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Just trust him and put your dependency on him. Because when you're not even looking, he's working out things for you. So that's my testimony, my first report. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Walters. That's powerful. That's very powerful. Uh, The Lord uh, allowed uh, you're built to be paid and you never knew who knows maybe uh the lord sets an angel to deal with that for you mercy as a matter of fact i went to i was making um some transactions and i realized today that i had forgot to pay my i, I had a parking ticket and, and what what had happened was um i was during the winter holidays last year i decided to take my mom out for some uh dinner and um, due to the traffic and just searching around, we made it. It was a Friday evening, and we made it uh, late. And brethren, I should have gone home and just ate something instead with mom. But, you know, I, I thought I could make it to downtown in time, find parking whatsoever. So I noticed the time, and I know I only had a couple hours before the sun would set. And what had happened was I, I went uh, I rushed. I put, found a parking, and brethren, and I'm not too familiar with the parking. And at that time, I didn't have a have a car at the time. So what had happened? I took a rental. Took my mom, went downtown, quickly found a parking spot, rushed in, um, try to eat, do everything quick before sunset. And you know, I was rushing before Sabbath came. And what had happened then? I returned, by the time we were done, is basically sun had set it, 
and came back to a ticket, a big ticket. And brother, it, the worst part, it was in a handicapped parking spot. And because I wasn't so familiar with the area, um, I don't drive downtown all the time, Toronto here. And because I wasn't so familiar, I parked in a handicapped. Now, I couldn't really understand the signage, which is a bad excuse. I didn't say that. I just kind of sucked it up. But I don't want to mention the the, the, the amount of uh, how, how much did it cost. But long story short, I prayed about it. I called up my dear brother, Andrew, and said, listen, brother, uh, I need some prayer. This ticket is just too much. I got I got a lot of stuff going on. And, yeah, so, oh, we have Pastor Williams online. I'll just wrap it up shortly. So I called my dear brother, Andrew, and he said a he said a prayer, and I put in the put that I put the trust my trust in the Lord, and you know I went forward to the court, and I definitely got it reduced to about uh, just about fifty percent, a couple hundred or so around that, and and then the the one who dealt dealt with me, she decided that she would extend the time I would have to pay because I explained my situation. I'm kind of busy up and down, yada, yada, yada. Just taking my mom out during holidays. But anyways, what had happened, I forgot. A couple months passed uh, that I had this ticket. So today I go check it out, call up some people, and they went to go see what, what, what's, what's happening. And they said, oh, there's nothing to be paid. It's already paid for. So I am giving God thanks, but I'm still going to, you know, inquire that that has been paid for. But, you know, with a further ado, I'm just going to make sure I learn my lesson there. Do not rush your business before this Sabbath. You've got to prepare before the Sabbath. But without anything else, we know we have our time is ticking. We have our pastor, Pastor Williams. We welcome you. We give God thanks that the Lord has brought you here safely. I hope that you're ready. Just press star star to mute your phone. Yes. Praise Good afternoon, Lord. ladies and gentlemen. Amen. You know, um, listening to your testimony, there's a song that says, Every time I turn around, God keep on blessing me. Every time I turn around, God is blessing me. Every time I turn around, God is a blessing me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is blessing me. Every time I look around church, God keep on blessing me. Every time I look around, God is blessing me. Every time I look around church, God is a blessing me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God 
destiny. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that Ron William decrease, uh, that your Holy Ghost may increase, that the power be not of man, but of God. Speak, O oh Lord, and we will listen. Speak, and we shall obey. In Jesus' name we pray. I apologize for the lateness of the hour. I am actually just getting off of work, and I totally forgot about the program of this evening. But as an evangelist, you must be ready at all times. Tonight, will the second coming of Christ be seen, silent, or secret? Will the second coming of Christ be seen, silent, or secret? I would like to begin with Revelation 1, verse 7. That's Revelation in your Bible, in the New Testament, and we would like to focus on chapter 1, verse 7. Notice, I'm not reading, but help me out if I get lost here. Uh, the Bible says, Behold, he come quickly, and every eye shall see him. That is the eyes of the rich, the eyes of the poor, the eyes of the saved, the eyes of the unsaved, the eyes of the righteous, the eyes of the unrighteous. The Bible declares that every eye shall see him. Well, the Bible does, the, the scripture does not stand alone. It's got to be somewhere else in the Bible that describes Christ's coming will be seen. If you would turn your Bible to Acts, one, Acts in your Bible, and we want to focus on verse number nine. That's Acts, first chapter, and we would like to focus on verse nine. Notice what it says. And when he has spoken these things, while they beheld, while they look, while they observed, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight, from their eyes, from beholding him, from looking at him as he went up into the cloud. And while they looked that fastly toward heaven, as he went up, two men stood by, by them in white of pearl, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, not an apostle, not an angel, but this same Jesus, which is taken out from you into heaven, shall so come and like now see him going to heaven. There's a lot, a lot of dynamite in this text. First of all, they saw him go up. And if, if they wasn't sure, two angels stood by them in white apparel. I said, you men of Galilee, why are you standing there gazing into heaven? This 
same Jesus that is taken up should also come in like manner. In other words, my friends, he was seen going up, but what? He will be seen coming down. So what have we learned thus far before we move on? We have learned, ladies and gentlemen, that the second coming of Christ will be seen. It is evidence, my friends, because the Bible declares that every eye shall see him. Let's pause just for a few moments. If Christ will have to sneak or secretly come to receive his saints, I don't think I want to go. Because the first time he came, he was spat upon. The first time he came, he was nailed to a cross. The first time he came, he was beaten. But the second time he comes, he's coming with power and great glory with 10,000 times 10,000 times thousands of angels, which accumulate 100 billion angels. Now notice, my friend, when Jesus was in the grave, and the Bible declares that there was 100 soldiers planted at the tomb of Christ. And the Bible says that one angel, how many ladies and gentlemen, one angel was dispatched from heaven. And because of the fact that he came from heaven, the glory of God was upon his countenance. So much so that he, 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 he was moving as a speed of light to a point that when he got to earth, he couldn't stop his brakes. And the Bible said when he hit the earth, there was a major earthquake. And when the hundred soldiers saw this one angel, the Bible said they failed like dead men. So if one angel can destroy 100 soldiers, what do you think 100 billion would do to a world when Jesus comes? The sort of prophecy declared that when Christ comes, he will be 10 times brighter than the noon sun. Every eye shall see him. And what's so amazing about this story is that I wonder why the angel had to roll back the stone. Have you ever wondered that? Well, let me tell you why the angel rolled back the stone. Because he realized kings don't open their own doors. Somebody ought to say amen. So we see here, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible declares that every eye shall see him. Oh, my time is running. Well, the next question, and we'll come back to that again, and we're going to explain exactly what happened in Revelation 1 and 7, because there are several groups of people in Revelation 7 that sometimes we overlook. Let me go there quickly, and then we'll proceed. In Revelation 1 verse 7, let me bring something to your attention, and we'll talk about it next time as a continuation. Notice in Revelation 1 verse 7, notice what it says. 
Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. That's one group. And, and meaning something somebody else. And they who purged him. That's another group. And all the kindred of the earth shall well of him. We're going to talk about those three groups and see which group you are in. Now, will the second coming of Christ be silent? Now, we have come to the conclusion by evidence of Scripture that the second coming of Christ will be seen. Will the second coming of Christ be secret? The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, for the Lord himself, there he is again, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Now, in order for him to descend, he must be already up. Hello? So the Bible declares the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. A shout so loud that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, ain't nothing secret, and ain't nothing silent about his appearance. Why did the Bible say the dead in Christ shall rise first? It's because death wasn't for man. We were created to live forever. That was interrupted in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve partake, partook, rather, of the forbidden fruit. And as a result, death passed upon all men. So God is so kind and so merciful. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Because of sin, it is appointed for man to die. And after death comes judgment. The only person who will be alive when Jesus comes is none other than the hundred and forty and four thousand, which will never taste death. How do I know? For the Bible tells me so. When Jesus brought Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration, he saw Elijah. And he saw Moses. Elijah represents those who would never see death. You remember Elijah was scooped up by a chariot. That's where you get the song, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, Coming to Carry Me Home. Elijah represents on Mount Transfiguration those that would never see death. In fact, for Thessalonians validates that. For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout, of the voice of an archangel with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up, hallelujah, alive and remain. Somebody's going to be alive when Jesus comes. And Moses also was on Mount of Transfiguration. Moses represents those that die in the Lord and will be resurrected. 
Hallelujah to the Lamb of God this evening. So we see here this shout that comes from the trumpet. For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout. The temperature sound. Hallelujah. You know, have you ever wondered what that trumpet will sound like? It will pierce the righteous dead. Hallelujah. Oh, boo, boo. We don't know what it sounds like. But those that have been in a band, we know that in the band, the trumpet carries the sound. In war, in the Bible, the trumpet made sounds to warn the camp. We don't know what that trumpet's going to sound like, but it's going to raise the righteous dead. Ain't nothing secret about that. Will the second coming of Christ be seen? Silent. The Bible gives us evidence that his coming will be seen by all. Whether you ready or not. And God is so fair that he says he's bringing his reward with him. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, suggesting that there must be an investigated judgment before Christ comes. He's not going to stand in the air and say, okay, you go, bite his finger, and then, no, 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 you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, you go, no. God got angels that are described as executive secretaries who never make a mistake. They are looking, and they are also booking. So, therefore, there must be a pre-investigated judgment to determine who goes, who stays before Christ comes. There are a group of people teaches that you will be sent into Christ come. That is a false doctrine. We must overcome the flesh and the devil with the aid of the Holy Spirit before Christ come. In great controversy, uh, in the chapter of the book, God, uh, what's the name of the book? Uh, the records, the book of records. Some names will be accepted. Some names will be rejected. You see, the only thing going back with Christ is our character. The character we must develop. You see, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were grown. They didn't come up like us. A baby at the leg, uh, uh, um, 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 I can't think of the word right now. A teenager and an adult. They were created, they were grown, but they was without character, a character. They had to develop their character. By obedience. Wasn't nothing wrong with that tree. It was a test of their obedience. So the only thing that is going back with Christ when he comes is our character. And our character must be a transcript 
of the character of Christ because the body is already prepared for us. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says that heaven will depart as a scroll when it is rolled together. The islands moved out of their places. The mountains from the presence of Jesus. From the presence. People have to run to the rock and to the mountains and tell them to follow me, then to look in the face of God that they have offended. He's coming with clouds. Cloud, in Bible definition, is none other than his angels, a cloud of witnesses. Because he left with angels, he will come back with angels. The Bible said the heaven departs as a scroll. Let's take a look at that. Just imagine with me tonight. Some going to work. Some going to school. Some going to the store. Some in the wine house. Some in the gambling house. And all of a sudden, the sky unfolds. You know, that's going to scare a lot of people. You see, back in the biblical days, they didn't have Bibles like we had. They had scrolls. You know, one side you roll, and then the other side you roll, and you open it. The Bible says that heaven shall depart as a scroll. The Bible said that the heaven is going to crack like glass, and it's going to scare some folks. They're going to be, Mama, Mama. Mama going to be running if her heart is not right. Daddy going to be running if his heart's not right. God has given us preparation for the final crisis. God has allowed four angels to stand up on the four corners of the earth, holding back the wind that God's people may get their life right. When Jesus comes, it's too late because there must be an investigated judgment before Christ comes. Angels. I make mistakes. They are Christ's executive secretary. Not only our lives will be judged, but even our thoughts. The secret things that we hold in our hearts, the secret things that you think people don't know, or people that's not aware of, God knows every secret. The Bible says, fear God and keep his commandments. Let us know. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment. For this is the whole duty of man. But God will bring every secret thing into judgment. Whether it's good or whether it's bad. He's coming. The same man that our grandparents told us about. The same man that we sing about. The same man that walked the dusty trails of Jerusalem. The same man that was set upon. One day, we will see him. And only those who have the character of Christ will be able to see him as he is. Lord, help us, Jesus. 
to focus on character development. Preparing for the latter rain that he might give us power to be co-laborers with angels to finish this work. It's me, O Lord, standing in the knee of prayer. If there were ever time to be faithful and serious and sincere and pleading to God, now is the time. There are many Adventists who have lost their way. We are in shaking in time as I close. Listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen. There are going to be those that are shaken from the church altogether. They just leave. They are shaken from the church. And there are those that stay in the church will be shaken from the truth. I better say that again. You missed that. We are in shaking in time. There are those will be shaken out of the truth. Just leave. And there are those that stay in the church will be shaken from the truth. While you don't hear the three angels' messages no more, while you don't hear the 2300-day prophecy, the pillars of our faith, because although some in church, they have been shaken from the truth. Like a fig tree, you remember Pastor uh, Elder talked about the fig tree? They're standing there looking good. No fruit, no discernment, no power. Jesus coming is very soon. And for those that is unprepared, it's going to be scared to death when that sky opens. And 10,000 times 10,000 times thousands of thousands of angels, that is equivalent to 100 billion angels. Ain't nothing secret about that. If you read Isaiah 24 and Jeremiah 25, you will see the condition of the earth at the presence of Christ. For those that teach that there's going to be a secret rapture, it's false teaching. Some things, some good things are not in the Bible, but it's true. For instance, Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's a true saying, but it's not in the scripture. Another saying, a idle mind is the devil's workshop. That's true, but it's not in the Bible. The word rapture is not in the Bible, but the definition is. The word rapture meaning caught up, catch your way. For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will be caught up. Raptured. So let us prepare ourselves 
for the intimate, glorious appearance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, help us all. Help us to see us like you see us. Help us to see me like you see me. Help us to pray prayers that reach the very heart of God. Because some prayers are accepted and some prayers are rejected. Help our prayers, O Lord, be a sweet incense to your nostrils. Turn not your face from us, O Lord. Show us our way. Show us where we went wrong. Are we living the life of a hypocrite? Are we a fig tree just standing there looking good? Help us, Lord, as we see the signs of thy judgment, as we see that thy coming is near. Help us to be ready. Who will you turn to when the world is on fire? Where will you run when the rocks are melting? Tell me who will hear your cry in that day when the stars shall fall and the archangel with his trumpet shall call. Tell me who will you turn to when the world is on fire. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Uh, God gave me this in the instantaneous while I'm driving home. I hope it was a blessing to you. And next time, we're going to talk about the three groups that people never think about in Revelation 1, verse 7. Which group are you in? Are you in the one that will see Christ coming? Are you in the one that perished him? Are you in the one in the group that all kindreds of the earth will wail because of him? That's part two. Blessings and peace, my friend. Back to you, sister. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Williams, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, brethren, that was a study on the silent or secret coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. Uh, it, it was definitely um, eye-opening. You know, a lot of people uh, don't know that Christ is, simply is coming to save us. A lot of people go day to day thinking that life, you know, you just live life and that's it. The world just goes on. Uh, there's going to be a year 3,000. There's going to be a year, you know, life's just going to go on, on and on forever and the world's just going to get destroyed. But no. We have the gospel. The word says Christ is coming again, and the prophecies must be fulfilled. So we we appreciate that study, and this is, as the word says, we have to encourage one another that he is coming again. He is coming to take away the sorrow, to take away death and sin and evil to the pits, mercy. We, we have to encourage one another. Someone needs to know that the King, the Savior, is coming again to save you and I. Um, before we go, we have this is our time for um, the 
uh, question session for you, brethren, to have any questions. Just want to uh, forward it to Pastor Williams here. Um, just press star star if you have anything on your mind you want to quickly ask. He's willing and he's available for you. This is not really a question. It's just a thank you for um, what, what Pastor Williams just said um, on the mountain of transfiguration. It was Elijah and Moses. And Elijah represents those that will not see death, but Moses will represent the one that die and live again. And it's so uh, it's so much of an eye-opener, and, and I thank you so much, Pastor Williams, for that eye-opener. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Sandra. Amen. Thank you, Sister. That was Sister Sandra calling in from Toronto. Thank you. Um, that's why, brethren, I tell you, get your notepads, get your your your, um, your Bibles open, and the, the scriptures. They're definitely, we're going to be in the Word, and continually, we know we're going to have part two next week on uh, Revelation 1, verse 7, as he had us, Brother uh, Williams had stated. Um, young man? Yes, my brother, me? yes. Yes, we can. You know, I, I just want to make a comment. I just want to make a comment. First of all, I'd like to thank that sister for being enlightened with the scriptures. But, you know, we talk about we want to be like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. How do you want to be like Jesus? Do you want to be like Jesus because he healed the sick? Do you want to be like Jesus because he fed the multitude? How do you want to be like Jesus? Like Jesus and at what cost? Because many of us talk about, I want to be like Jesus, but we don't want to suffer. We don't want to go through nothing. We don't want to go through trials and tribulations. We want to be like Jesus with the fishes and loaves. We want to be like Jesus with the joy and the peace that he has. But we don't want to be like Jesus when it comes down to losing jobs, losing family members, sick. How do you want to be like Jesus? And at what cost? I just want to just lay that to you because I hear it all the time. I want to be like Jesus. Lord, teach me how to be like you. But do you really want to be like Jesus? Do you really want to drink the cup that he drank? And if you do, why are you complaining? Why are you mumbling? Why why me? What have I done? I pay my tithes. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to be like Jesus? And if you do, at what cost? God bless you, sir. Mercy, thank you, Pastor Williams. Uh, that's very powerful. You know, in Matthew, Matthew 16, verse 25, brethren, it says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Mercy. You know, that is so powerful. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's so powerful. Amen. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Brother hello. Sean. Go ahead, Sister Walter. I we just can hear you. Say, yeah, I just want to say that this, we're in God's university here on the earth, 
we, we're in one of the biggest universities that there is. And every day we have to get a test. And we better pass that test. Because if we don't pass that test, we cannot be like Jesus, no matter how we try. So, we're in school, but this is the biggest university that we're in. We're learning, but every day we have to pass the test. So, this is just what I want to add to the flavor of uh, Jesus' second coming. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Walters. Yes, we are in the school of Christ. And truly, you know, we learn daily. We have to definitely follow his ways. Follow, if you love the Lord, keep his commandments. For Christ's will was the Lord's will. Amen. Amen. And we know Pastor Williams had even talked about uh, the false the false doctrines, uh, the secret rapture. Have, has anyone ever heard of that? Uh, I think not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, I was driving home and I saw on the side of the road a, a, a Middle Eastern man with his family, with his young boys, standing at the corner of this busy intersection. And all you see posted, uh, uh, the sign he, he had held up, it said, the Messiah has come. It, in the wide open corner, he w during the COVID times, I think it was when everyone was, uh, there was a major lockdown here in Toronto. All you see is the Messiah has come. I had to take a picture. It just, something I've never really seen before. I've, I've heard a lot of stuff. I've you know, seeing some things, but this one was new. And, you know, he was willing to teach people that from his understanding that his Messiah, I don't know about you, but I've never heard or seen anything like that. Do we, yeah, hello? Yes, hi. Hi, my sister. Blessings. Hi, brother. Um, Sean, um, it's Sister Charlene. Uh, yes, I have heard about the secret rapture, but um, I have also been getting a lot of, um, I guess, I don't think they would call it tracks in their church, but these cards about Jesus is coming soon and, you know, the rapture is happening, you know, all around us. But they are sending out these things and mailing it out to people. You know, because I've gotten some in my mail and my neighbors have gotten it in their mail too. So they are doing things. You know what I mean? And that's for what they understand. They are acting on it. You know what I mean? But I wanted to um, just, I didn't hear the full sermon, which I'm really, really. <laughs> Not too happy about, but I got the part where he was talking about the shaking happening, and that really opened my eyes because it forces me as a personal Christian to say, What do I believe? Am I standing on the doctrines or am I following 
the crowd? Am I following the pastor and not following the doctrines? Am I reading the Bible? Or am I following tradition? You know, and am I that serious? If my house is going to go, if people in the church are going to kick me out of the church for what I believe, am I ready for that? Those are the questions that were going through my head when he was talking about it. I was like, wow, this is some serious reflecting questions in the, in the sense of really following Christ um, all the way. So that just, that's just my two cents. Thank you, Brother Sean. Thank you, Sister Charlene, come, calling in from Toronto. Um, that is very powerful. You know, um, I too do think about that. It, it, especially during these times where we have a lot of time to reflect. Uh, the shaking, yes. You know, it, it, you ask the question. Um, it, it's not really about going to church. Can going to church save you, brethren? Is it? Is that the requirement for salvation? And you know, that, that's a serious question. What do we go to church to do? You know, do we just take time out of our week and it's just a moment where we just, you know, spend a couple times at a couple hours at church and, you know, we get our, uh, our stamp that I'm a Christian because I attend church. You know, could, could those who don't attend church as frequent, not as frequently, you know, be saved? Is that what salvation is about? I, it is a lot deeper, as you said. Uh, my sister, it's not about traditions. It's not about, um, you know, as as the word says, love is action. What do we actually do? We don't just um, say we do things. We have to actually do them. We have to actually take that time and actually spend it with the Lord, commune with him. Say, Lord, what is your will? Okay, Lord, let it be done. Mercy, I, that, that's very powerful. We thank you, Sister Charlene, uh, for sharing your, I, uh, your brother, comments there. My yeah. brother, yes, Pastor Williams, go ahead. And I think we have another person yes, after. Just, well, let let that person go. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Yes, go ahead. yes. thank you. Thank no you, problem. Brother Sean. Yes, blessing, yeah. uh, Brother Frank. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I like that comment because um, a lot of people believe that, you know, it's going to church is going to save them and so on and so forth. And um, you, if we notice um, in biblical time that we have private disciples, that's the matter. So all these people even have church in their home. And in a time like this, a testing time with COVID, I think it's something that we need to look on. Um, we take, for example, Lydia, you know. And when she asks, you know, if if she's qualified enough, you know, after she baptized that the um the, the apostles could stay into a, um stay in her home. We, we we see Cornelius, his whole household, you know, and there are many examples of that. So, you know, as as part of the personal ministry team, when I go out, you know, I tell the people don't expect to bring these people um into the church when it's even ready for them anyway. So, you know, um, there are other disciples out there. And uh, and the Bible clearly says, other sheep I have that are not of this world, then will I bring. So, you know, we have to be so careful. It's not, um, 
just going to church is going to save us. You understand? It's, it's the things that we do, um, adhere to the word of God, abide by the word of God, live by the word of God, and, 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 and encourages others, you know, to come to him. Thank you. I, I just thought I would want to weigh into that because that was a very powerful statement that you made there. Hi, Brother Thank Sean. Hi, my sister. Go right ahead. Yes, sorry. Sister. I just wanted to answer the young, the, the gentleman to say that it is happening. I know of two members who, during COVID, they started home, I would call it churches, like two, three families with who they have been, um, have Bible study with, they are having home churches, quote unquote, I don't want to call it churches, but home study on a Sabbath with like two families come together with people who they have been doing Bible study with during this COVID time. So it is happening right now as well. Mercy. Yes. Thank you, Sister Charlene. And Brother um, Pastor Williams, go right ahead. Yes, I just wanted to say, uh, my friends, true seekers of Christ will see the signs that we are living in. Uh, I said that because you do not hear uh, the faith that was once delivered to the saints anymore. Uh, Those that are seekers of truth have seen the apostasy that have crept into our churches. Uh, People dare not talk about it. They dare not say anything about it because it's unbelievable for a person to be in the church for 30 years and realize that the doctrine that brought you in is no longer preached in our pulpit. So many people, my sister and my brother, are diverting to home worship, home Bible study, because there at home you can read the Spirit of Prophecy. There at home you can learn more about the doctrines that we once knew. You don't hear that. So if you're a true seeker, you will see the apostasy that is going on. Uh, Every church that Jesus attended, he was thrown out. Every patriot and prophet, every disciple, thrown out. And history is repeating itself. So if you get up and talk about the three angels' messages, if you get up and talk about Ellen G. White, if you get up and talk about the state of the dead on the 2300-day prophecy, you're going to be put out. You're going to be put out. You're going to be ostracized. You're going to be, they're going to shut you up. So you have to make a decision. Are you following tradition? Are you following Jesus? Because we're living in a time now, there's a shakening. If you talk about miracles, if you talk about deliverance, if you talk about victory, we can stay on the phone all day. But once you said turn to the book of Revelation 14, quietness, it's not that we don't have the truth. Problem is we have lost the love of the truth. So many people's eyes are being opened. Because certain things was happening in churches, homosexuals and all kind of stuff, uh, uh, doing the choir, singing, nobody says nothing. They see it, but nobody says nothing. So it will come to a point that some folk is going to be shaken out of the church, 
and those that remain upon the apostate leaders is going to be shaken from the truth. God is handpicking people. God is handpicking people, those that will obey. I just want to throw them in there because people dare not talk about this here. And folks are started dying. This COVID virus shows people true character of keeping the Sabbath. Anytime you're in the presence of God, it becomes holy ground, whether you're in your living room or whether you're in your church. But you got individuals glad that they don't have to come to church because they can sit there with rollers in their head. They can sit there in their boxers. They can sit there with sharp in their house coat and forget the sanctity of the Sabbath, whether it's in your house or God's house. We should come before his presence, dress properly. But this academic shows some people they'll say, I ain't going back to church. And you can flip this channel, you can flip that channel, you can look at this Zoom, you can look at that Zoom. It shows crisis, crisis shows character. Present truth prepares us for crisis. And when present truth is not being preached, the church is not prepared for the crisis. Thank you. Mercy. Thank you so much, Pastor uh-huh. Williams. Brother Sean. Oh, yes, Brother Frank, go right ahead. Yeah, I, I, I just want to rebut, you know, based on what the sister was saying. Um, I I don't think she got the big picture of what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that when we go out witnessing, don't expect that everybody is going to come to the building, the, the synagogue, yet they're part of the church. That is what I'm trying to drive home. Um, but um, um, I, I think I do it in Praise a two-phase, whereby us as brethren need to, you know, um, break up into a small group, which say, you know, some people are doing, and I appreciate that. But um, the, the point that I really want to drive home is as we go out there and witness that, you know, we don't expect everybody's going to come. Yes, we know the requirement of baptism. They will do that. You know, but it's not everybody going to come and congregate with you, um, you know, because um, I've been talking to people from different religions, from different, you know, parts of the world. And a lot of these people are private disciples. You understand? So that is the point I'm really driving on. Thanks. Thank you, my brother, and we thank you for sharing that point there. And you know, it, it is powerful. Um, and Pastor Williams, we get said as well. Thank you. It, it, it really does for the show what COVID has done to us in these times. And you know, we 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 have to prophesy regardless of the uh, circumstances. We have to be like Ezekiel. We have to prophesy. Amen. We all are prophets in the name of the Lord. Uh, and the question is asked, will you go back to church? You know, if the, if the church is open back up or they will in Jesus name, you know, nothing shall stop the house of the Lord. Amen. Um, the question is, will you go back hey, to brother. church? My brother, hey, my, brother. yes, Pastor Williams, go right ahead. We, 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 this is my last statement. We have gotten comfortable at the wrong time. We have gotten comfortable 
at the wrong time. Did you not know that we are in the last days? Did you not know that character development, character as it were, development is a must? Did you? That's why many people is going to be surprised. That's why a lot of people, the Bible said they're going to be gnashing and gashing of teeth. And the Bible also said that many will be beat with many stripes. You know what that means? Being beat with many stripes? That means those that want, in order to apostatize, you must at one time knew the truth. You must at one time embrace the truth. You must at one time live the truth. To apostatize is that you once partook of the truth. And the Bible says a man will be beat with many stripes, meaning that those that have embraced this truth, those that have loved this truth, those that know this truth, and willfully, knowingly, presumptuously following man, opposed to Christ, will be beat with many stripes. In other words, when God rains down hell fire, they will stay in that fire a little longer than others. Some is going to burn up immediately, and some is going to stay in that fire till they have paid for everything that has been, they have done. And the Bible said judgment must begin in the house of God. Why? Why do judgment begin at the church first? Because we are the ones saying that we're full of the Holy Ghost. We are the ones saying that we are saved. We are the ones reading our Bible every day. But the light contradicts what we do. Now this is a time where in this, COVID, this, COVID, this coronavirus, now this is a time that the health law should be implemented. That's what we talk about. This is the health message. We should be somewhere on the front line talking about the eight laws of health. And when your immune system is, 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 is built up, you don't get no coronavirus. Where is the religious liberty? All the money that we don't pay for years Religious Liberty Day, Religious Liberty Magazine, where are they to stand up for the church? You know where? Hid. You see? So it goes beyond the church, and it goes beyond. Remember my last statement. Remember uh, when Moses brought the children of Israel from the Red Sea? They had confidence in Moses, the visible. So much so they had confidence in their leader, so much so that they forgot the invisible God. They forgot. They forgot. They were so focused on the visible that when Moses went to the mountain, they lost sight of the invisible. And then when it was come down, when he came down to challenge them, you know what they said? You know what they said? I want to go back to Egypt. Let's go back to Egypt where there's food. They'd rather go back to a hard taskmaster. They'd rather go back to, to hard labor than to obey. And this is where we are now. God is calling people out individually. Those that are seeking truth, those that want to be sealed. But you got individuals so caught up in the visible that they forget the invisible. But although they forget time. It's not going to do nothing but ask for time while time is rolling by. 
it will come to a point, according to Genesis, that the Bible says uh, his spirit will not always strive with man. In other words, the spirit of God will not, will not always plead with men. It's going to come into time like Samson when he shook himself, when Delilah said, hey, Samson, the Philistine is upon you. And what happened? Samson realized he didn't have no strength. The time when we need God the most is the time that we're going to realize we don't have no strength because we're following the visible opposed to the invisible. God bless everyone tonight. Thank you for the opportunity, and I hope that I get a chance to talk about the three groups of Revelation 1, verse 7. Blessings and peace, my friends. If there are any other questions, I will entertain those questions now. Otherwise, um, I'm going to dismiss myself. Amen. And we know that was your last statement, Pastor Williams, and thank you for that. And um, we are coming to a close with the prayer line here. And, you know, it has been a powerful time here where the Lord has definitely opened up our insight on on his coming, and we give God thanks for that. And we continually pray that he will continue to prepare us you know, we talked about, um, you know, people's grip on the church. You know, in the recent, if you miss the messages, they're posted online, online, brethren, and you can definitely go back to this. You just have to go to buttontochrist.com and click audio, and you'll see all the audio messages uh, posted, whether it be the Tuesday mornings or Thursday nights or Friday and Friday nights. They will all be posted. Uh, within that um, audio, just go to the Button to Christ website. You can definitely find it online, and you'll be able to re-listen to this message shortly uh, with Pastor Williams and the questions that we are having right now. Praise the Lord. And, you know, we talked about, uh, Pastor Williams had said, said at one time, you know, the pastor can't save you. So, brethren, you have to put your trust in God. Not the, not not in your pastor, not in your father, not in your mother. Uh, as you heard in the ser- in the sermon tonight, you know when Christ comes, if the heart is not right, mom is going to be running and crying out, "Mercy, have mercy upon me." Dad's going to be running and crying out, "Have mercy upon me, Lord, have mercy." You know we have to put our trust in God. We can't we can't be hanging on as uh elder says we have to hold on we can't this is not the time to have no flimsy grip we take our jobs we take our children seriously but do we take that invisible god who give us breath and life and joy each day and each morning no flimsy grip my brethren serious grip seriousness you know, you and the Lord knows your heart. What's in the skeleton? What's in the closet? You know, this this um, the last message actually where we talked about Ruth is powerful. You have to go back, brethren, and rewatch and set and share that Tuesday night message. Very, very powerful on Ruth and um, what had happened. 
you know, the the, the faith that, that that was there in the barrenness and what was taken. You know, you, you give it all up for Christ. Some of us have to walk away from families. Some of us have to move some places. Some of, some of us have to go through some stresses that we is sometimes unfathomable, fathomable and unrealistic. But it's not the time to give up. And we know the word of God is more than able. More than able. So... You know, as we come to a close, we want to thank each and everyone. You know, we welcome you in the morning. We're 5 a.m. where we start our days. Friday morning, we're going to have prayer testimonies. Uh, we're going to have Sister Mavis sing in the morning or such. We're going to have that a scripture. We're definitely going to have a word from Elder Patrick. And right after that, we're going to have um, a prayer intercession. And then at 9 p.m. tomorrow as well, we'll definitely be back online. So send out the word. And Saturday, Sabbath, uh, 10.30 is the time we'll be starting and going live on YouTube. So we welcome those to be uh, joined. So prepare for the Sabbath. Brethren, I pray that each and everyone has been blessed. And I will just pray to close. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Lord, your cares for each and every one, each and every one of us, Lord, how they are deep and your word is, your promises and your love, it never fails, Lord. And we just want to appreciate you this morning, Lord. I want to give you all the thanks, all the praise, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you be with each and every one. Lord, as we depart, I pray that we will truly go and share the coming of Christ in our actions, in our lifestyle, Lord. I pray, Lord, we'll give up every secret sin, everything that is sweet, O oh Lord. Please, I pray that even when your presence comes to visit us, that, Lord, we will not uh, run, we will not tremble, but we'll be washed and covered under the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that that righteousness you will give us uh, will we'll be able to withstand and say, Lo, our God, we worship you. So, Lord, I pray that you will have a special uh, visitation with each and every one of us and that you prepare our hearts, Lord God. Please, Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, for Pastor Williams, that you, O Lord, will be with him and his family, that, Lord, your Holy Spirit will abide with them. Keep him strong, Lord. Bless him at work. Bless him as he witnesses, Lord. Bless him in his studies. I pray for his salvation, Lord, that you will uh, anchor him in you. Keep him from every form of temptation and sin. I pray, Lord, that you will, your will in his life will be done. And truly he will, uh, he will hear your Holy Spirit clearly. And that you give him the strength to fight, O oh Father, this battle that we go on. Lord, we give you thanks for him and sharing the word. We pray that you continually use him and prepare him for the next Bible study we will have, O oh Lord. Because this is a time, Father, where you are coming soon. You are speaking to your people. You are showing us times. But, Lord, the visible things, Lord, how we focus 
upon it so much, Lord. The vanities, as it says in Ecclesiastes, Lord, please, O oh Father, let self die in each and every one of us and let the love and urgency of Christ reign supreme within us, Lord. So, Father, we give you thanks and praise. We pray, Lord, that every stress and burden will be lifted and each and every one will have a good sleep tonight. Father, we give you all the thanks and praise for all that you're doing. In Jesus' holy name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Brent, thank, thank you, brethren, for being on with us tonight. This is the Christ of Ministries. We pray you guys will take care and keep safe. And what does it take to be free? Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.